Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind. Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 242, episode 3 of Daily Zeitgeist! A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. I mean, we don't have to tell them what what day it is, because they know, they already know, right? Oh, do they not know? Maybe we should tell them. Do they not know? When is I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to your discretion. Six, well, two, let them know. Two, two. If you're in uh, Motown, okay, if you're in Detroit, it's your day because it's National Detroit Style Pizza Day. Yes. And also, more importantly, National Hydration Day. Mm. Sip your fucking Get water. Keep your cells hydrated. In. Um, Fight that stress back with a sip of water. I got a big, I got a big thing of water with uh, that has writing on it that yells at me to get hydrated. Get oh, started. I just Keep ask. chugging. Almost there. You did it. Refill. Uh, it would have me drink water until I was dead. <laughs> until yeah. Until I had uh, water poisoned myself. So you wash out your kidneys. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, shout out to Detroit style pizza, which yeah. I still don't fully know what it is, but uh, I bet it's good. Um, and shout out to Hydrache. Mm-hmm. My name's Jack O'Brien, aka We Hope He Spanks Oz's Bottom Red. Let's go, John Fiddleman. 
Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, Maine. Uh, yeah, we do hope he spanks Dr. Oz's bottom, little bottom red uh, <laughs> in, the, in the election. I think okay. I think we can say that. Like some light um, tapping. Closest thing we get to like a, a major left-leaning candidate, uh, even though the Democrats try to take his ass out. Um, <laughs> and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Are the Lakers, are they feeling Kyrie? <laughs> are the Lakers trying to sign Kyrie? Boop, boop, boop. Boom, boom. Okay, that's from an obscure Hawaiian reggae band called Innovision. <laughs> it's a song called Irie Insulation where they say, are you feeling Irie? But all I keep reading is, should, should Kyrie Irving, should the Lakers, should they trade AD for Kyrie? Uh, <laughs> nah, but go on. <laughs> so this is a lot of, you love the off season because the wackiest headlines keep popping up. I mean, you maybe Russ, maybe Russ for Kyrie straight up. Um. Yeah. You know, is, I mean, Russ so and KD Kyrie's back together not under contract. Is KD under contract with the Nets? That's my mm-hmm. main thing. Is like I want to see KD come back and like do something uh, to the haters. Something KD ish. Yeah, something KD ish. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, look, I'm down I, for. I don't want to see him get abandoned there. Yeah. Um, I mean, after watching the, the the Warriors, I'm like, all right. So we don't need to. We don't need to win a championship for at least another season. So. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> watch like, the mess unfold elsewhere. Um, well, speaking of KD in New York, yeah. we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by a hilarious and talented comedian, writer, actor you've seen on Seth Meyers, Corden, HBO's Crashing, his comedy album, Non-stop. Bad Dreams, debuted number one on iTunes, uh, has a new special in the works. I don't know. Am I allowed to say that? You sure uh, are. Yeah. Named uh, <laughs> Best of New Faces. By the Village Voice, please welcome the hilarious, the talented Kenny DeForest. Kenny, let's go. Let's will go. he be? The question about Zach is, will he be Levian? Levian? Le, Zach Levian? <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to say I'm Levian, like Levian. Levian, Levian, Aloka. There you go. Hey, yes. uh, NBA offseason. out. We're Upon about to us. be like us watching Vladimir Putin wrestle a bear. Go bear! Because <laughs> uh, it sounds like we're trading for Rudy Gobert. Rudy. Yeah. Uh, the man who started coronavirus. Bring him to Chicago. to you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're talking bulls. We're talking, I mean, that would be, that would be wild. Because, like, the, bu- the bulls were a two-point specialist team, I feel like, to, mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, if they had Gobert in the middle and it was just, they just, it was like they're, they're running the table with scores of like 82 to 66 or something, you know, just yeah. shutting everybody down. I'd Let's bring back the nineties. Let's bring back the nineties, baby. The nineties are alive in Chicago. Why not? Yeah. Uh, what's good, Kenny? How, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. It's uh, it was really hard for me to sit quietly through the NBA uh, draft uh, <laughs> offseason talk. That was really that was really difficult for me to just sit that out. But uh, I'm excited. We're two days from the draft. Um, I'm in New York City in the springtime. The streets are alive, and uh, I think we're fully in summer, Kenny. At this point, though, it, I, it, but it, yeah, you're, you're fully. You're right. <laughs> You're one right. day in sure. summer, one day. He's allowed to be one traveling. day behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, it's like nice out, and it's about to get bad. 
There's only oh, one yeah. dead rat in the wall of this building, and life is good, man. When there's only one dead rat in the wall, you are living. Oh yeah, not bad. Wait, so yeah. is it like how do you know? How do you know it's just one? Because the stink doesn't feel like two. The smell, yeah. You just get yeah. really, you get really used to like. I, I think it's a male rat just from the odor. <laughs> I'm like, that's a boy. Wow. It's a yeah. dead. A man died. I feel like he was. You know, like sort of like the rat version of mountain climbing. I feel like they were like, he's like, I'm going to see how high I can get in this building. And he made it to the second floor. And that was it, man. Sometimes and he made you it, don't make it all the way to Summit, you know? He made it to where you're at, a necrotizing flesh sommelier. That's like, <laughs> oh, this is a male get rat. Get over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe slightly immature, but mm, I see. Mm, what, maybe a little too I'm getting, adventurous. I'm getting notes of uh, maybe once a lab rat. I feel like things were tested yeah. on this. <laughs> Getting notes of pizza. Smelling crust. notes of uh, uh of uh, makeup. Um, yeah, Maybelline. Is that is that Maybelline? I'm sensing. Oh, you um, know what? No, definitely. There's a fruit. Maybe this one got into some maybe spilled nutcrackers, and that's what we have given it. This uh, just this just, might be. Is this is this rat tattooey? Is that a minestrone that I'm picking up? <laughs> um, and then meanwhile in L. A. We have uh lost the skill to identify thunder. Um, it was thundering in Los Angeles last night. Uh, nobody, Miles and I both heard it, not in the same bed. We didn't like turn to each other, but we, mm -hmm. we had the same experience where we both like woke up and we're like, what the fuck's happening? What, what right. is that sound? I thought <laughs> there was, there were like bombs going off. Maybe, um, my kids thought that there was somebody was, uh, taking the trash out at four in the morning. Uh, cause that's the closest we come to the sound of thunder is, is trash cans. Um, someone moving and, two cans at once. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, that sounds sound. like a two canner. Um, Dude, it's Angelino's inability to identify weather is so, so funny. <laughs> it's like, huh? it, moms. Yeah. Like, like if you're on like the citizen app or like, if you have like a ring camera reference, like, did anyone hear gunshots? It's like, right. it's, it's just the sky. Like, Watching Angelino's look at weather is like looking at old people trying to like make sense of an iPhone. They're just yeah. like, I don't know what I'm looking at. It, it scares, it's both scares and confuses me. And all I know is I don't want to go outside. I don't yeah. want to get out there. I, and I'm not going to ask anyone about it. No, either. no, no, no. I'm going to pretend I know what's up. Oh, okay. Okay. What does it mean when the little dots are coming out of this, the cloud icon on the weather app? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Miles, you had the same thought. You, you thought garbage cans I thought it was garbage too. cans too. So my kids were born in L.A. You were born in L.A. That's yeah. apparently just a that's a sign. Because we don't it's, know we we know not of rain, yeah. but we know about dragging a garbage can out to the street. It's and like the test in Blade Runner. The only way to tell if someone truly was born in L.A. Like if <laughs> can is, you is do you functionally have no idea what thunder <laughs> yeah. sounds like? Say <laughs> so you hold up the sound of thunder and you're like, identify this sound. <laughs> And if someone's like, that's state. thunder. You're like, leave LA. You're not from here. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, comrade. I know you're a secret agent. All right, Kenny, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to keep up with Coachella, just the latest happenings, uh, the latest revelations in uh, how Donald Trump tried to steal that election. Like that's... yeah. Yeah, it happened. We know it Steely happened. Steely Dan it's over just, here. Yeah, being told the same thing over and over again. But it is it is pretty wild. It was more out in the open than I guess we realized. Well, and also then a surprise character enters. Well, not a surprise character. Someone who we've known was probably has his hands all over this thing. But watching someone get caught 
in the Ron streets Johns? now with all this. Yeah. yeah. The old Johns. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Ron Johnson. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, people publicly distancing themselves from Trump, which is kind of a... It's like a, it happens the on waves. the regulars every couple, every couple months. It's like the, Watching the, the cycles of the moon. Um, yeah. But uh, we're also going to talk about Ron DeSantis. The New Yorker just did a profile of him that is terrifying. We're going to talk about whether cereal is dying, all of that, plenty more. But before we get to any of that bullshit, Kenny, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Uh, the most recent thing is I was looking for good hikes in the Bristol, Tennessee area because that is my new activity when I'm on the road. And I will be at the Blue Ridge Comedy Club. Ooh, an early plug. Y'all weren't ready for there it. There it is. I yeah. love that. Uh, <laughs> the 7th, uh, July 8th and 9th. And I was looking uh, for some dope hikes I can do in eastern Tennessee. So if any listeners have any suggestions for me, let me know. Your boy's going to have his pack and his camel back. And he's going to be ready to rock up a mountain. So let me know where to go. How many miles are you talking? Like, what kind of elevations are you into? Like, you are you the yard core with it? I'm starting to push it. You know, my goal is not to like. My goal is not to like. You know, do crest Appalachian Everest. Trail or something. Yeah, like. yeah. But like, if you have, if basically, my thing is, if the view is worth it, I will go. I'm not nice. looking for like. I got to pull out ice picks. I'm not there. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll I'll do some bouldering. I don't want to be hanging off the edge of a cliff. I'm not sure, Sylvester sure. Stallone in 1993. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I'd like to stay on all fours at at at, at the yeah. most difficult. Yeah, I'll scramble. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I'm not. You know, I don't. I don't want to be uh, in peril. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm 36 years old. So that's another thing. Let's like let's put a 36 year old man on a nice hike where he pushes himself a little bit but maintains his knees. Right. <laughs> I got right, knees right, to think absolutely. about. I got knees to think about, bro. I can't be hopping around. <laughs> uh, have you been, how long have you been doing that? Have you, have you caught some nice hikes around, around this uh, nation of ours? Yeah, dude. Um, there's, I mean, obviously Southern California, come on. It's just like, I've been going up to Ojai. That was, that was, I got really into it over the pandemic, honestly. Like mm. it was one of the only ways you could safely be outside or feel safe is to go on a trail where no one's around and hike. So, yeah, man, there's like some, I mean, sequoias are beautiful. I found this spot just outside of Joshua Tree that's incredible called Corn Spring. It's a Bureau of Land Management Spring. Road. It's beautiful, man. It's like, it's, you know, public lands, people forget about it. You can go out there and camp for six bucks. Yeah. Joshua oh. Tree is uh, the most I've ever felt like I was on a different planet. Like they, it is a weird, a weird place. I love it. Like it's, it's great. It's all just like nature, but the, the plant, the way the plants grow at that elevation, um, look, they, they look like they're in the universe of Dr. Seuss. And then yeah. there are just boulders that the earth spit out that are massive, just all over the ground. It is very, very strange. Very cool. Yeah. Place. The desert is a good reminder that like, while we've made our lives incredibly convenient, that can all go away real fast. It's like very, <laughs> it's very humbling to be in the desert and be like, yo, I would be in trouble in a hurry if things yeah. went sideways out here. Totally. I have no skills. Have you been to Death Valley? No, that's high on my list. I want to That's go to the another dunes. one. You want to act like you're in some other planet. There's some really interesting sites out there too. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Anyway. The, the that that is course. where we discovered that my son has motion sickness to the degree that like he can't go on a road trip without uh, being dramamined up. Um, and we were driving through Death Valley when we Ooh. discovered that, and he threw up every like conservatively every ten minutes. And we were just 
after a while we just gave up but um that 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 shit starts to bake when you're in death valley it's pretty gross yeah yeah, yeah. um anyway shout out what to else? uh motion what sickness <laughs> <laughs> what uh what's something you think is overrated kenny uh man i'd say like one thing that's overrated is having a full thick hairline i think we got to stop obsessing yeah. over this you know yeah, what i mean like like shouts shouts out you know my, yeah my hair is falling out sure have I been staring at it in the mirror for hours a day trying to convince myself that what I'm seeing is not what I'm seeing? Sure. <laughs> are, all my, are all my targeted ads on Instagram for anti-hair loss products for and golf clubs? <laughs> does my algorithm think I am now 65 years old? Yes, it does. Yeah, right. But the thing is, I've accepted this, bro. Yeah. I'm 6'4". I'm a white dude. I'm funny and fun. What I need hair to like, come on, bro. Yeah, exactly. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Can't like, win them all. Can't win uh, yeah. them all. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Like, I can't I, have I've, all the advantages. Uh, yeah, I've had a good run. I deserve to be bald, man. Let me feel a little. Let me feel a little struggle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so you know, uh, we're are we fighting back a little bit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get a transplant surgery? Probably not. It we're not going to see you going to Turkey anytime soon. Listen, I, I'm not going to rule it out because yeah. there is a good chance I'll show up one day. With like a full, fresh, full like, ass head of hair. Yeah, yeah. Twi- <laughs> twisted kale ass looking. Yeah, like, like I'm talking Will like Arnett. twisted sister in their prime. You know oh, what I'm saying? Shit. I'm talking '80s perm. Yeah, like, yeah, I, might, yeah. I might lose my shit. I don't. The know. The doctor's like, you can't do perms on this hair. Please, can right. you? Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, I want you to shave D. Snyder's hair off his head and put it on mine, like a locks of love situation. Do you ever look at somebody who got hair transplant and like wonder what part of their body the hair that is now on their hairline came from? Like I had that question about Joel McHale, who looks great, but his hair is not the um, consistency of the hair of a normal like hairline. It's it's like thicker. He's got some real like ankle hair ass. Head. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? hair ankle ass, hair hairline. ass, head, head <laughs> ass, ankle hair, head ass. I mean, it, they you, usually take ahead, it from sir. the back of your head. Yeah, because yeah. that's maybe, like the maybe strongest. Maybe some people just have like different like texture hair back there, and that's what happens. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, all I'm saying so. is if you go, if you got, if you do it, you got to know where your your male pattern baldness is going because you don't want to end up like Wayne Rooney or LeBron James too people who were pioneers in their sports being like, yo, man, I got to get in front of this shit only to realize they're like, damn, everything behind the transplant's going to. Right. It's keep, it keeps going. It keeps going. They were yeah, pulling so, from the wrong. Yeah. 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 So in a way, just like I said, I, I, for me, like growing up all, because you, you do what I think you get that inherit that gene from like your mother's side, all the men on my mom's side are bald. So like, I was like, this shit's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, so I was doing those long looks in the reflection around 23 and like, fuck, what the fuck's going on? Although what's fun though, is sometimes you take a picture where you you look like your hairline's back and you're like, Oh, look at this shit. I got a <laughs> well, good angle. Well, well. Yeah, yeah. I was in a photo booth for a wedding and there was one, I thought my shit was like painted on. I look like Jalen Rose and shit. And it was just a very charitable <laughs> like shadow. Jaylen Rose. So yeah. I, I I appreciate it was a those shadow moments. like it was just yeah, like, like a, a, a I banner. Sh- I almost got to get it out and be like, right y'all, angle. it yeah. looks fuck like I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. Stop um, everything, bro. Let's stop go. everything. You also this got that nice Twitter chestnut Abby. hair, Kenny. I was gonna say that's that's good for a balding man. Like you can just buzz it and then keep the beard, and it looks good. 
Like uh, if yeah. you got real dark hair and you go bald, it's like I don't know. You look like uh, it, it can be a little aggressive. So yeah, man. And it's also like with the transplant thing. It's like, dude, I, I post vi- pictures and videos of myself constantly. Like people have already seen what's popping. So if I come back with a transplant, people are gonna know I got a transplant. It's not, they're not gonna be tricked. They're gonna yeah. be like, or you bro just- got surgery, like. If I showed yeah. up with a if I showed up with a dildo in my pants, he wouldn't be like, "Wow, Kenny's got a huge dick." Like he would be like, "Something's going on over there. He's got something yeah. fake in there." You know what I mean? I, oh That's yeah, I'd notice That's immediately, Kenny. Kenny. I would notice immediately on the on the dick. What's going on there? Sure. What's going like, on there? I don't remember Kenny's penis being uh, bright purple and plastic <laughs> and um. like angular. <laughs> it it vibrates. Sharp angles. A lot of sharp angles on there. That's a, a lot of right the, angles. The two, uh, like, I, I feel like that's a good sort of um, line of fame that people sometimes reach where they're like, yeah, people are going to notice I don't give a fuck anymore. And they also reach that point with teeth. Uh, this is something Jamie Loftus, like, pays a lot of attention to that I, Here's like, it. now can't unsee. But it's like when people hit a certain level of fame and just suddenly show up with new teeth in their head, um, it's like... It always yeah. happens with athletes, though. It's funny because, yeah. like, I follow like a lot of soccer players, basketball players, and there's always like that, like, like s- that second contract, new grill smile post, or like yeah. just sign my new deal. And you're like, look at your big ass fake teeth. But okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not capping, but your teeth are. They are capped <laughs> like no other. <laughs> Check out my mouth, all cap, all right. cap, all cap, yeah. it's all, all cap, cap here. all day. That's so funny. I mean, yeah, but you yeah. ever see like Jeremy Piven in PCU? You're like, that is a yeah. balding man. You right. played George. You played the man who played George Costanza in Seinfeld. You right. Know, right. What are you doing? You don't yeah. need all this. That's why you know. I'm just. I'm waiting. That's why I, my thing is like a bald dude. I'm always waiting. Like when science is gonna bring the like the LASIK of hair restoration back. I I don't want to fucking do a fucking surgery like i don't care enough about that but if it was like yo come in here we blast your head with this laser so you stem walk cells. out with a fro stem cells they're doing that it now like t- the white blood cell stem cell injections you Gosh. know your boy's been doing his research yeah mm. see that's because and i guess somehow, that's there's, how- <laughs> somehow there's more integrity in stimulating the hair that was already there than taking hair from somewhere else and putting it there you understand right, i don't know right, what right. my line is but that still somehow feels like you're like, no, hey, believe in the shit you still got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't give this up. Is my, this is my front hair, bro. Yeah. I've <laughs> definitely heard from like some older, you know, when I was in my 20s and like older bald men who were like, you guys are lucky, man. By the time you're in your 40s, they're going to have call, like cured this shit. There, <laughs> nobody will be bald. Uh, like just ha- having done some research. But yeah. They were they were not not happy at the end about of the, the day the progress at the end of the day all roads to just uh, self acceptance that's like yeah. the only way radical self acceptance that was uh, yeah. Michael Swain no, underrating you know, living in a world where like I I mean when I was younger I got way caught up on that shit because you know I wasn't mature or like uh, uh, secure enough in who I was to be like oh yeah I'm a dude who's losing his hair you know mm-hmm. a lot of time you just want to be like nah man fuck that yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's something else and then after I, when you turn that corner. Life begins. It opens up. Everything yeah. opens up. Anything can be cured with a little swag. If you take your weakness and you find a way to swag it, then all yeah. of a sudden it's now a strength. And people are look like, wow, Coolio. look at that bald guy like carrying himself. What about Coolio? <laughs> he just grew the shit out on the sides and braided that. Yeah. And we were like, fuck it. Yeah, look, that's 
That's something. <laughs> All you got to do is... you didn't like try and comb it over. So it was like yeah. comb it over the well, sides. Well, he did that. He tried that. He, he that did was do that, that for a while. That was that sort of the been... end of the road. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, fuck it. Let me part the sea. And that yeah. Is, that, that's a tough re- like person to... Like a tough position to be in when you're balding. And you are known for your iconic hair more than anything. Yeah. That's like Joey Lawrence, man. Whoa. He had to go bald with it too, you know? Yeah. He, did, he didn't make it through unscathed. He's uh, isn't he like real mega and shit now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, a total turd. What uh, what's something you think is underrated, Kenny? Uh, Caribbean food, because I just ate some bomb ass Caribbean food on Saturday, yeah. and I just always forget what a plate of like. I had the Branzino fish at this place called the Fat Fowl in Brooklyn. I'm shouting them out because it's so good. Okay. It's at like this food court under the Alamo Draft House on the Fulton Mall in Brooklyn. It's like where all those local vendors are set up stalls down there. Okay. It's called the Fat Fowl. Oh my god, dude! It was and it was on. Oh, at the DeKalb Market Mall. That's it. And it was mm. on. It was on Juneteenth, and so there was like people playing kettle drums and like steel drums everywhere and dancing. And I was eating Caribbean food, and I was like, I love this city. I love this world. I'm dancing <laughs> to Caribbean music while I'm eating the best Branzino I've ever eaten in my life with mac and cheese and sweet plantains. And sometimes life just feels very beautiful, and that was one of those moments. Nice. Oh, love to hear yeah. that. Yeah, man, yeah. absolutely. I got to shout out to Fat Fowl and Caribbean food. Just Caribbean people in general, lovely folks. I know all your cultures are different, but just generally speaking, I just fuck with the vibe. Well, it's a true from. melting pot down there. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. so many different yeah. people down in the Caribbean. And our, remember when we did our live show in Toronto, we hit up a Caribbean spot. We had rot- yeah, that roti really good. Uh, in Toronto because, you know, there's a lot of West Indians, uh, like people from the West Indies in Toronto. And that, again, like because you have like curries and like the the influence of like Indian food, but also like just curry- it's it's fantastic. I'm a big fan. Mm. We do allow specific uh, like restaurant specific endorsements, but only if they're in Brooklyn. That has apparently yeah. become our. our uh, hey man, if you're getting LASIK too, check out the LASIK Vision Institute <laughs> in Brooklyn. Right. Also, we, got my vision to 2010. A lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn specific uh, plugs, <laughs> even though we are not. We're located in a place where we don't even know what thunder is. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, yeah. if you need hair transplant surgery, go to Turkey, which is located in downtown Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We will be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. 
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking HealthAid Kombucha. I'm on the booch. You guys, uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals. Uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha. And they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth, warm in the tum tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold this value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. And uh, Coachella has continued forward Tuesday. The January 6th committee unleashed a bunch of testimony um, from various elected officials or election officials in contested states. And yeah, it seems like we're just getting where they're locking it in. It's like, you know, being they're like, he knows he lost. He tried to fucking get me to do some shit. I wouldn't do it. And then I got threatened. Right. And that's it. <laughs> seems <laughs> and that to be seemed the to same be, thing. He wasn't coming there. up with new shit each time. He was doing the same thing and his people were doing the same thing each time. I feel like, and this is like conjecture because I didn't read the full book. I read like a, a summary, but that there was that uh, author that was, I think it was Trump's biographer. And he wrote a whole thing about Roy Cohn, the mob lawyer that basically taught Trump how to do things. And I think, and I've noticed this in Trump's behavior, and it would be very mafioso. 
I think his modus operandi the whole time has been as long as you can manipulate the narrative, you can literally do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can afford really good lawyers, nothing will stick to you. Yeah. So do whatever you want. And I think we're about to, I think that method is finally starting to like, we're going to see, we're going to see, is there really a lawyer so good that they can get you out of literally everything? That's what we're about to find out. I mean, I mean, yeah. His whole life, he's just been, it's more a delay game. It's not that they like get him out of it. It's just they delay, 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 throw, uh, throw enough suits at it. Like that people are just like, ah, this, we're like tied up. We're the U S government. And we're still like, we can't, we can't deal with this shit. We're like tied up for years. If we, if we want to just stick after this dude, who's like, who died 20 years ago by the time they like get to any of this yeah. shit. Yeah, he's like now, a he's like a master gaslighter because what he just does so much insane shit that he gets people reacting to it and then he flips it and he's like, see how hysterical everyone is? They're always right. yelling. They're always yelling at me. Yeah. Obviously, they're crazy. They just pick apart everything I do. Look at the last two weeks, X Y Z, and then his followers are just like, "Yeah, he didn't do that. You're just saying he did it." And it's just like <laughs> insane. You're just playing a video of him saying he did it. Right, that's, right. That's cap. Um. So, like now, we're only as you find out, right? People like uh, Mr. Raffensperger in Georgia, and like the speaker in uh, I believe it was Michigan. These officials, they basically were like, I couldn't, I'm not going to go there with that. Like, I took an oath. Like, that was just a, a little bit too far. That was um, their response to him being like, hey, why don't you give me the election? Why don't you just fucking break the law, fool? Aren't you down? <laughs> no? Okay. Well, you don't check your Facebook because people are going to be outside your house uh, screaming at you. And then, I mean, so again, these Republicans, basically, these few like elected officials who had their hands and whether it was like the state legislature or the, you know, the office of elections in the state, they were they were apparently just barely craven, not fully craven, just right. just fucked up uh, to the point that they could uh, like look the other way for most stuff, but not to the point where many people had to break the law. And then we heard from these two women, Shea Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, who they were volunteering in the uh, in Fulton County in Georgia, like most people do. You want to go and uh, work at your polling place because you you think that this is a good way for you to you know help your community through voting because that you know that's been something been dangled in front of many people's faces, and these two black women, they were at this Fulton County polling place when suddenly they found themselves on the like on the other side of a conspiracy theory cooked up by Rudy Giuliani and Co. Uh, about how. They were walking out of the polling place or the state polling station with suitcases of ballots. And they spoke about how how traumatic that shit was. They said, I was just trying to help out in my community. And then the president literally is singling me and my daughter out for for fucking what? And when you hear that, you're like, holy shit. I mean, that's can you imagine, right? Even being in a situation where suddenly your fucking name, any, any fucking anyone listening's fucking name starts coming out of Trump's mouth and being like, this is the person that stole the election and what the fuck that experience is like. And when you hear it from from those from the testimony of Shay Moss and Ruby Freeman, you're like, oh, my God, like lesser people would probably cave constantly. Like whether it was when you know, when you talk about these other officials, I mean, I don't mean to say that they're like, yeah figures of or, or profiles and bravery from like these like you know republican speakers of the state legislature but 
in that sense, you can tell how much fucking pressure comes like you just get enveloped in it. And that's the environment that you're still trying to be like, this is I fucking have to do what's right. And then, yeah, you realize there there is no limit. There are no uh, there's clearly no boundaries when it comes to trying to act out this shit for them. Well, it's got to be like I can't imagine being a Republican that is not down with Trump right now because on the one hand, in your mind, you want to be like, well, hey, listen, we're always the party of law and order. We're the party of this. We're the party of limited government, which means we shouldn't even be intervening in a lot of this stuff. So you want to believe that your base is common sense somehow. But then you see like the Josh Hawley, like those people are winning all around you. Mm-hmm. And so I like to do the right thing. You want to think that your base is going to stay with you, but there's a lot of evidence that suggests that they're not. So what an insane yeah. situation to be in. I mean, on both sides, right? Like even if you're yeah. a Democrat and you say something like, I don't know if I can vote for Joe Biden. Like what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, whoa. Okay. But in this instance, it really is like it, the levels that they're going to should really, I think, serve as, again, just repeated reminder of really how one party is fully focused on doing away with all norms and laws that would prevent them from keeping power. At this point, law and order only means keeping marginalized people from acting up. That's what 100%. law and order is. That's all, that, that's all that means. And now they've fully just jettisoned the idea of like, well, that means we need to live in a law-abiding or, or, or peaceful society. No, no, no. It's yeah. get the fuck out the way. Trump um, Trump took coded language and threw it out. There is no more coded language. It, it, I mean, if anything, you could say it's thinly veiled. Like It's certainly not coded. Yeah, and no, no. it's very transparent. And that's, you know, it's to your point, like, the reason people get upset if you criticize is because the stakes are so high. Like the other, it's like, yes, both sides, but also one side is so much more terrible. I'm not trying to lump everyone together, but there's clearly like all parties have a thing where there's like a mainstream view. If you fall out, that's when like, it starts being like, well, they're kind of like one of these fringe fucking freak people who don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Which brings us to Ron Johnson, who, is probably I mean we give this award out a lot, but he's he is not bright uh, for someone who is a sitting senator. And yeah. we found well, out how does a who like how did he get famous in the first place? He's what's he's just dude, like he's, a um, where where do you start? Uh, he he's had terrible takes on like anything. Uh, let me just even just I'll just we'll do a random thing where I'll just say I'll search his name with the word abortion. Uh, he says. <laughs> Ron Johnson tells pregnant people to suck it up and go out of state for an abortion if they want one. There you that's go. The, that's like sort of his repeated thing is like, there's no such thing as a human. It's just like, suck it up if you're poor. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah Ron, yeah. Ron Johnson is just like such a shitty stepdad name too. Like that's for sure the name of the guy banging your mom. And Ron. he's got that vi- Ron, John, Ron. Yeah. Rons are having a real moment right now. We'll yeah. get to another Ron who's probably going to be the next president a little later yeah. on. Ron is definitely a parrot head. He follows Buffett on tour. He definitely has <laughs> right. a battery-powered margarita blender that he has yeah. on him at all times. Yeah. He definitely is hooked on some sort of opiate. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and then his views are just informed by everything I just told you. <laughs> 100%. So he's out here. Uh, you know, he's in the spotlight losing his religion 
uh, because the, the 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 committee comes out with a text exchange from his chief of staff and this guy Chris Hodgson, who is like um, I believe Mike Pence is like legislative director, like his like main like policy wonk guy. And there's like this back and forth where the chief of staff is saying like, "Hey, I got this like alternate slate of electors that I need to give to uh, that Ron Johnson has to give to V Potus." And the guy's like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's these alternate electors. And uh, Pence's staff members like, do not give that to him. And this was on the day of January 6th. This is like in as right before the shit's getting breached. These are the text messages being exchanged, almost being like, hey, I can give him this thing that looks like the electors from this other state. But even though the National Archives received those things as part of the certification process and the archives know that these are bullshit electors, these are not the ones that were actually certified, like there was no need to have a conversation about it. But clearly, Ron Johnson was like, got to get this in their hands, man. Got to get got to get V POTUS on this. So we have them accusing the two election officials in Fulton, Ta- Fulton County uh, of uh of like put stealing ballots and like doing some shady shit with actual ballots. Uh, and like, that's complete bullshit. But then we have them on the day when the thing is being certified, trying to put fake votes in, like trying mm-hmm. to put votes that were not representative of the electoral results in the hands of the vice president. Like they just that guilty of the exact thing that they're accusing everybody else of. That yeah. is their playbook every time. Yeah. If a Republican accuses somebody of doing something, you would need to immediately investigate that Republican for that thing. Like anyone, anyone who's like, that guy's a pedophile. It's like, uh oh, that guy's (laughs) a pedophile. I was (laughs) just about to say the amount of pedophilia like that must be happening in this country with like the way that their uh, accusations flow. Damn. I mean, Rudy Giuliani loves to throw that one out, and we all saw him on Borat too, fully ready to go to town with a teenage girl. So that's like, you know, what are we doing here? It's just unbelievable. Constant figures, even like in the Southern Baptist Church now, like that we're finding more and more out about, but don't start telling the evangelical set about where the predators might actually be in their own churches. But again, this is all part of the playbook. Just be like, I don't know. It's fine. Like, like I think so many people clearly were like, we're doing some wild illegal shit, but if we win, he'll be president and nobody's going to see the inside of a jail because that's, we're all counting on this shit to work. So, well, and I think they thought he's going to be president forever. Like, I honestly think there was a thought of, like, we can rig this thing to where Trump just keeps being president. And then right. we just groom his his predecessor and we just keep going down this path. Yeah. The, the wild thing is, after this comes out, like this testimony comes out in the hearings, many people in the press were like, what the fuck? What? Y'all have these text messages from Ron Johnson's chief of staff? So they caught his ass on the hill right after this shit comes out just to try and ask him, like, Yo, fam, what's up with what we just heard? You were trying to put these fake electors in in Pence's hands, and he handles it like the most panicked goon you've ever seen trying to take a fake phone call, and you can hear him get called out by the reporter. Know about what your chief of staff was doing with the alternate slates of electors? No, you're not. I can see your phone. I can see your screen. I still pretend to be on the phone. What's your chief of staff? Saying, can you your explain chief what of staff work for you, Senator? Can you explain what happened there? Why was your chief of staff even offering this to the vice president? That's a complete non-story. We've issued a statement. And this is a non-story.
He just said it's a non-story, guys. It's a complete non-story. This is a complete... Uh, <clears throat> just leave me alone. It is one of the worst attempts. I've seen some bad attempts at uh, fake phone calls. I've done... I've, I've performed... Given really bad performances, occasionally hand oh, yeah. me over the top performances where I'm like overdoing it. You go, hold, hold like, on, what? <laughs> oh man. Uh, other times where I just have the phone press there and I'm just like, they, they won't notice. They won't notice. And yeah. he was doing the, he was doing the underacting, the very he naturalistic. Did, he had that yeah. phone so far out from his ear. The, the reporter was like, bro, I can see your lock screen. What are you yeah. fucking talking about? Like yeah. you're not even putting it straight on your face and do the thing. I, You know I'm on a fake call when I go like this. Nah. <laughs> For real? <laughs> yeah, and I go, I'm oh, sorry, I gotta take this. I go, nah. And I just keep saying <laughs> nah on my way out of the room. Uh, yeah. He couldn't even do that. I yeah. mean, listen, I, I I don't hate the game. This is what I do when I have to take a dump in New York City is I walk mm-hmm. in a bar and I'm like, is this the right bar? All right, I'm here. I'll order us drinks. And then I go use the bathroom <laughs> and I come out and I go, oh, a different bar? My fault. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and I leave. So I get it. It's a great tool. But I mean, that's Poor Ron Johnson, though. Again, he was like also a big Ivermectin fan. Like I said, it's hard for me to remember everything because just think of every bad policy. He capes for it harder than anyone. To the point where he's like, we all might be horses. Nay, I don't know. Uh, but they caught him again. Manu Raju caught him again around the Capitol and pressed him again, being like, okay, so then what's up? Like, who gave who gave you this shit? What is like, what is the deal here? And this guy sounds like like me at 13 getting caught smoking like one of my grandma's cigarette butts or some shit. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it flew into my mouth. Some staff intern... Uh-huh. You know, said we got to, you know, the vice president needs this or whatever. You know, I, I wasn't involved. I don't know what they said, but, but, you but, but, but somebody from the house delivered it to a staff member in my office, my chief of staff, called the vice president. Hey, we got this. Uh, and, and the vice president said, don't deliver it. We didn't. Are you, you know, curious about the identity of this person? Are you curious about the identity of this person? Do you want to ask about no. it? No. no. It was an no intern. This, this is a complete non-story, guys. He's making complete non-story. the best fight. I mean, I still don't understand. If you get listen, an envelope. If, if, listen, if this, if, this were, if this were a real committee, they'd be asking, oh. why wasn't the Capitol secured? You know, who's in charge of that security? This is a total partisan witch hunt. Uh, and... Oh. He out of breath. Yeah, I, was not, I was not involved in this at all, you know. Where is so this motherfucker always walking to? I feel like he's <laughs> trying to get his steps in on this day that he should be laying the fuck low. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what an insane... I don't, like, who... What do you mean you don't know who gave it to you? It's on your staff. You're blaming your staff. And it's such a... Like, gives it to my who? intern. My and intern's like, the vice so, president needs this, so I call Okay, which president. intern? Like, that's how shit Which works. intern? That's easy. Say, name the intern. Since yeah. when is it a sign of incompetence to have incompetent staff? Right. Since when is yeah. that a reflection of me uh, as a person? What do you uh, mean, Mom? What do you mean who gave a child cigarettes to smoke? Why does that matter? Why does that matter? I have the cigarettes. I smoke the cigarettes. Like, <laughs> we are, what are we so close. About? We're just one intern away from having the entire integrity of the U.S. electoral system overturned because apparently if an intern suggests someone does something... Like the fucking senator has to do has to do that thing, right? Uh, you know what I really can't stand about these mega people more than you know everything is they've made people like Mike Pence look reasonable. Like Mike Pence is the hero of this story. Yeah, I know, Mike and Pence, he's not doing shit. No, exactly. No, but that's what like he's how, best at. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like how Mitt Romney had a moment. It's like, I don't want Mitt Romney to have a moment. <laughs> Stop it. I mean, he's, I mean, speaking of Mike Pence, though, like this guy really, we're talking like, oh, I wonder what he's going to do. You know, it looks like there's a lane clearing up for him if he can just, you know, stab his old boss in the back. And he had a chance to be like, yo, what do you think about the president and all this, like the lies or whatever? And this, this, this hearing goes, you know, honestly, uh, I've never seen a president lie more than Joe Biden. And you're like, oh, my God. God. I mean, he has no chance. Like, anybody who tells you he has a chance is deluded by, like, you know, the... I think there was a time when donors were powerful enough that they could, like, get... Like, push someone into relevancy. But we... Like, that's just not the case anymore. Um, I, I really hope that a lot of billionaires are spending a lot of money on him as a candidate because he is... Has no fucking shot. Absolutely none. none. Yeah. No. He was probably people, in a debate. Trump would be like, why don't you kiss my ring, Mike? He'd be like, oh, well, I, I will, but that. like that doesn't mean no, anything. No. And here it okay, is, so right I'm going to do that now. Just, but, but then just we can show move you? on to a reasonable debate. Because um, I'm an American. I respect a former president. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, are we done? Okay. Oh, and the, now, can we talk no, no, about no, 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 no. Oh, you want to put my foot in your mouth too? Okay. I'll, 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 I'll deep throat the wingtip. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, what's Thank funny you. about it too is Trump absolutely suns his entire, like all of yeah. his colleagues, he suns them in front of his base. And then they try to act like these people. They respect Trump because he treats this like wrestling. It's, he is a professional wrestler as a president. And he just, yeah, he's Vince McMahon. He just comes out and delivers diss tracks. And the people go crazy. They're not going to respect you, Mike Pence. He had people on January 6th trying to hang you. There were people <laughs> trying to find you and hang you well, from a gallow. Kenny, and it, Kenny, I got to tell you, the, the person, I've never seen anybody hang like the president, uh, Joe Biden's leaving the American people hanging. So, oh, boy. I mean, I, I almost changed my name to Mark Curry because I was going to be hanging with Mr. Cooper uh, later <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, shout out Holly Robinson, Pete. Real, real wonderful woman. Real wonderful yeah. woman. I mean, that's true. Uh, shout um, out Holly Robinson, Pete. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and this is all happening in the backdrop, right? Where like now, like Fox seems to be showing a little bit more of the Jan Six stuff, more so because I feel like they're like, man, if we treat it like the like album that you don't want your kids to listen to, guess what? They're gonna go and find a way to listen to the album, even if you know you're being like it's bullshit. You need to waste your time. They clearly are like, fuck, if they're going to look somewhere else, they better just hear at least our fucked up commentary on it. And you've heard some things be somewhat favorable time at times. You know, you have the odd analyst being like, I think he probably crossed a line there and charges may be realistic. And like, that's the most extreme thing you'll hear. And then they shot this person out. But while all this is going on, like the GOP is like, they're they're spending a lot of their energy trying to like pretend what's happening in this January 6th thing is nothing to look at while also trying to figure out, you know, aside from rat fucking the next election, how to bring in potentially turn out a few more voters. But while this is happening, right, you got people like Dr. Oz. He basically disappeared any mention of Trump from his socials, from his website, Nothing, the words, like, there's not even a thing that he's, like, endorsed by Trump on his website. So he basically, once he got out the primary, he basically mariahed Trump, you know, just being like, oh, I don't know her. Is that, but that's oh, what that the somebody? Virginia guy did, right? Who, like, successfully. I mean, this is, this is par for the course for someone in right. a swing state. Because you can only ride the MAGA wave so far before you're like, this is, it starts getting toxic if I, if I stay on a little bit too long, it gets too hot. 
So it's that's scary. Not- I'm too high. <laughs> I'm too high on this shit. Yeah. Uh, so that's like <laughs> clockwork. Then you have the the fucking one of the the organizers of the January sixth rally. One of the fucking people who put this shit together, the rally for him to speak at. She basically is out here saying Trump is washed. Uh, this woman, Amy Creamer. She said, quote, Donald Trump is disconnected from the base. It's time for those of us in the movement to get back to basis, back back to basics, back to our first principles. We were here long before President Trump came along, and we're going to be here long afterward. Now, Which when is she pretty- says disconnected from the base, does that mean not racist enough? That's usually what that means in, now, in that context. <laughs> in a way, or not dumb enough to back Mo Brooks. We talked about Mo okay. Brooks. He, you know, from Alabama, one of the silliest motherfuckers in the Congress uh, who wore body armor on January 6th, but was like, yeah, but I just did that because, you know, I forgot my tech fleece in my car. I just mm-hmm. need to be warm. That's why I had this ballistic vest on. She was a big supporter of his. And that race just ended. And we talked about how Trump abandoned Mo Brooks's ass and left him just out there in the cold. And as a result, Mitch McConnell's pick who the, you know, the, the mainstream or not mainstream, but that old school GOP Mitch McConnell wing backed this other candidate. She won. So I think this Amy Creamer woman is a bit in her feelings about that, but also at the same time, more willing to be like, man, what the fuck? Like people being like, man, this shit doesn't hit anymore. That's kind of like what it's, it's starting. The subtext feels like when people say stuff like that, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about the big the big schism that's happening right now in MAGA because DeSantis is also kind of distancing and DeSantis is scary as fuck, man. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. So let, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth. Warming the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. And yeah, so it seems like DeSantis is not is like going out of his way to not like seek Trump's endorsement, like to endorse Trump really. Like they're just like, yeah, they're cool, but like it's Yeah, he he's kind of like Drake trying to get out of his young money deal. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's like, That's, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much up until this point. I feel like I may be able to put my own shingle out and see what I do, see if how popping I can get with just my name not attached to this. And that's it's, that's basically in so many words what the people around Ron DeSantis are saying, that he isn't interested in seeking Trump's endorsement for, ele for re-election in November. So right. I think that's if that's true, that truly shows like, He's trying to he's trying to test the brand. He wants to see if the brand is strong enough without Trump and being in a state like Florida that already gets you a lot of conservative cool points. And the fact that he can all he does is nonstop culture war bullshit right. and like no governance. They love that even more. Um, yeah. And I think yeah, that's so what makes him a very scary option. Yeah. The New Yorker just did this profile on him uh, that is. You know, it's humanizing in the way that like all profiles tell you a story where like the the person is the protagonist in a sense because you like find out how they grew up and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But he, it's also as far from humanizing as a as something in that format can get because 
even like his high school friends and like his college friends are all like, yeah, he's like kind of a creep. He's like, just like real <laughs> distant and like, will stab you in the back the first chance he gets. And like, oh, shit. doesn't really seem to believe in anything, but, but they're all like, but he's so fucking smart and creative. And like, you cannot fuck with this man. <laughs> like it really, like I walked away. I was like, Oh, this is, this is the guy people, people were always like, think about like the worst case scenario when like a smart version of Trump comes along. This is the he actually went to Harvard motherfucking Terminator. <laughs> Isn't he yeah. Harvard and Yale? Harvard, uh, Yale undergrad, Harvard, uh, law school, um, does all the homework, like knows the angle yeah. to take that is like closest to the truth for whatever he can like bend into a like outrageous talking point. Um, I remember when I like at the very beginning of the pandemic, I, when I was like, you know, doing essentially like oppo research, but like trying to figure out like what, like, was there any shred of evidence? Where was all of this? Like the pandemic, uh, is overblown. Like, don't listen to the science shit coming from. And like the very closest I could come to finding any scientific backing was this epidemiologist uh, at Stanford who basically said that the best the government could do was like just let people run business as usual, wait for a vaccine. Um, it's, you know, pre it's been pretty thoroughly debunked, but he's still at Stanford. He apparently had tenure um, and he still stands by it. But the profile opens with DeSantis reaching out to that guy, like, around the same time that like everybody else was like, you know, trying to figure out this thing. He reached out to that guy. The doctor talks to him and is like, yo, this dude not only like reached it, like found me, he has read all the literature, like not just the briefs, the actual literature and has like, like has the most pertinent questions that you would have if you've read and understood all that shit. Um, it's just, he, he doesn't give a fuck about people's lives. Like that's the right. impression you get. He cares about power <laughs> and that like single minded focus from day one, from when he was like, uh, <laughs> like, I think they even have quotes from, he was on like a team that made it to the little league world series. He, uh, like even the people back then are like, yeah, man, he's real, real motivated, <laughs> really, uh, single minded, very, um, yeah, his team, but his teammates in college, like, because he played college uh, baseball, were all like, not a good teammate, uh, not a good guy, but really right. smart and like really uh, motivated. And, but most importantly, like, the thing that really scared me the most is that he doesn't give a fuck about public opinion, which is the yeah. thing that truly freed Trump to be Trump. He's like not going to, that's the difference between Trump and like every other politician. They all worry about public opinion at a certain point. And like, he just doesn't, doesn't give a fuck like that. He seems to like be working with his own internal barometer. Um, he's also not older than the invention of doorknobs. He's 43. So he was born in 78. He would That's destroy Joe freaky. Biden in an election. Like he would rinse that motherfucker if it was just like Biden versus him. <laughs> like that. That's not gonna. It's not gonna go well. the The Democrats need to be thinking about what they're gonna do if this yeah, motherfucker and I th runs. And I think this is kind of where I'm sure the GOP is at this crossroads to think like, man, okay, do we jettison from Trump because we might have something in DeSantis here? 
Yeah. Uh, I used to think that was unlikely. And now I'm starting to think that's at least a story that we should be paying attention to because it might make sense for them to, to start thinking DeSantis. I mean, he's, he sounds like if Ted Cruz hadn't melted yet, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he's like charismatic Ted Cruz. He's not and charismatic. That is one detail. The guy's like, when you meet him in person, he can't even like talk to you. Like he can't even stay on subject. It's just okay. like his, he is like a, like a turn. He's like a machine that is built for public office. Right. He's aloof and like a complete like asshole in person. But like when he gets up, like just in terms of like how he positions himself, he's very, so he's very good. You're, what it sounds like, just with a couple UCB improv classes, he might be really something to mess with because he he can improv like Trump. Because that was Trump's biggest thing too, is he loved to improv. That and like right. I think Riffing. that helped this appearance that he's not like another politician. Where I'm sure, but at the end of the day, they love DeSantis for the culture war shit, not the MAGA right. jazz. Well, and I think. I think here's here's something that's maybe hopeful on the side of it is if he if he's going to publicly basically say Trump ain't shit, I don't need him. Well, we if we know anything about Donald Trump, he's going to come after you. And right. it's it is very if you're not with me, you're against me. It's not going to be like, oh, fine. Well, don't get my endorsement. See how you do. It's like, oh, yeah. you don't want my endorsement. Well, guess what? You're I'm now your opponent. Yeah. And guess who's do- running not on the, the Republican ticket. That's exactly right. So that's what I'm hoping. This is definitely split, you know, and it's happening on both sides. But the Republican Party is just like fracturing right now. Oh, I, I see. I, yeah, I hope. I hope that that would be great if Trump also ran, if they both ran. for Well, president. that's why I mean, we talked a few weeks ago about how he was tr- talking about announcing on the 4th of July his candidacy for 2024 because Trump he was. wants. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's. He, he really has an eye on the field and he's like, fuck, man, I don't know if it's Nikki Haley I'm going to have to go toe to toe with, if it's Ron DeSantis, but these are younger people who have followings in significant like regions of the country that you need to win an election. And that, you know, that may be factoring all into this, but, you know, at the end of the day, like you're saying, Jack, I think the thing that's scary, like you're, it, I didn't realize he was a nihilist. You know, like I didn't really yeah. believe in nothing and he's he ordering the Lingonberry pancake. He gets yeah. the Lingonberry pancake when he's at IHOP. I want to go uh, to Pancake's house. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a pigs and blanket. Uh, <laughs> but that's his order and he believes in nothing. And I think that's also very frightening, too, because that's kind of like that level of like, oh, yeah, I have no boundaries in my pers- my naked right. pursuit of power and however right. that comes. But I do think that's why that side of the aisle is is what I'm hoping, why I'm hoping for a great fracture is because no one on that side of the aisle has an actual idea of a greater good anymore. There might be a few people that we don't talk about, but this like core, this MAGA core, these are all just opportunities. Oh yeah, this is like an ethno state. And they will, yeah, they will tear each other apart. This was all a pursuit of power. So many of these MAGA people, QAnon, whatever, if you think about QAnon people, a lot of people in QAnon were kind of like losers before. I mean, I don't mean to be like judgy, but like they, and then they get big in this world and now they have power and they're like, well, I'm not going to give that power back. I'm not going back to no YouTube views. I'm staying at this 20 million or whatever the hell I got. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's their loser. motivation. Yeah. Right. And, and then they get losers yeah, a lot in of a very real sense of like economic losers who, you know, much of this country has been treated like shit by the country and like given up for dead and that those people, yeah, there's desperation there. That's why, like, right. I think we're in such a dangerous position is because, like, the only thing that is offering a alternative to the mainstream, like, well, we're going to, like, get Wall Street to, 
you know, keep the economy propped up and then you'll keep getting, uh, like, you know, mainstream Democrat or mainstream Republican, like, uh, plans to help you out. Like that shit is gone. And the only people who are offering an alternative are fascists. Like that, that's not a good position to be in. Like the, the left needs to, uh, hurry the fuck up and fi- figure out what we're going to do because that, that they, they're there already. Like they right. are there. Well, their game plan is their game plan is simple. Their play is very easy. It's just like, hey, everything they say is bad is not actually bad. They're saying it's bad to scare you. I'm the only one brave enough to say this. Mm-hmm. Follow right. me. And basically, it's just like, don't worry about this shit because it isn't real. And that's like relieving to people. They're like, oh, thank God. And then so many of these people were left for dead, talked down to by the left. Coastal elitism is a real thing. As somebody yeah. from Missouri, you know, there's only so many times someone can refer to you as a flyover state before you throw two middle fingers up and go, okay, I guess I'm not for you then. Right. And, and so these people speak that language. It's you're significant. You matter. You've been screwed over by these people. Nancy Pelosi is worth $150 million. You think she cares about you. And they point to a very valid critique of the democratic establishment that it's a bunch of hypocrites that are super wealthy and disconnected. And it's a very appealing candidacy. If you don't have critical thinking skills, if you are, not highly educated to where you understand the intricacy of systems and you just go, okay, I'm being spoon fed something that makes me feel significant. I'm in a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's all emotion and it's all, but it's because the other people keep telling me it's something to do with structural racism or some shit. I don't know. That's, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in that worldview. And I can't wrap my head around it. Sounds very hard. Immigrants. I understand that. I understand that. Right. And again, that's why it's like, here is, there's, there, there are a few ways to look at uh, how to make your life better. And like you're saying, Jack, the people who are offering fascism and violence seem to have a, a, a flashier brand at the moment than basic human like needs being met. Then um, nothing. <laughs> then yeah. then yeah. the then, like, like John Fetterman literally is like the closest that they've got to like somebody who won a major election and like at least supported Bernie Sanders. Like other than that, like there, there's not a whole lot, uh, on the national, on the national stage right now. Um, and the Democrats will continue to make that the case, uh, like yeah. as currently con- constructed. Well, speaking of being spoon fed, something that makes you feel good is cereal dying. <laughs> um, that's a great question. Uh, because Angela Pagan at the takeout, uh, one of our favorite food blogs, just like wrote this article, like sounding the alarm, which yeah. was saying we can't let cereal die, uh, is what the name of the piece is. And, you know, uh, this is, uh, there's, there is significance to cereal, right? I think as she points out, it's like, it's like making cereal. It's like one of the first things a child ever learns to make for themselves. Almost like the first intricate meal that you ever make is like, Overpouring a bunch of fucking cereal and spilling a carton of milk, and you're like, "Yes, I am on my way to being adult." Um, but she points out to the fact that, like, you know, Kellogg's like just splintered off into three different like subgroups for their business because like they need to get sales up, and cereal apparently has just become it's just in a in a, it's in a decline. Um, it's it shows that most people. They're opting for other things, more pot- portable breakfast options, like a breakfast bar or something like that. In 2016, there was like a uh, like an analysis done that estimated sales of co- of cold and hot cereals to total ten around ten billion dollars, which was 17 percent less uh, than 
what they did in 2009. And then that, like basically they projected a steady decline all the way into 2020 and it's been holding up. And they're pointing to the fact that they say convenience and portability play a large role in why people have begun turning away from this classic breakfast option. And then she points out another research firm surveyed consumers back in 2015 and found out that 39% of millennials said cereal was inconvenient because you have to clean a dish afterward. <laughs> and I'm like, that's factual. That's us. <laughs> that, that is fact. That's yeah. us. Big I'll yeah. just eat it out the box if I have Yo. to. They Yo. need to... All right, whatever whatever they make, uh, the what's that blender? Vitamix blenders out of cereal companies need to give those out, and oh. then you you can just like a cereal bowl made out of that, a cereal spoon made out of that, and then you they'd be golden because like that shit you just like put it in the sink and put a little water on it and just everything slides right off of it. Granted, it's probably like giving us all cancer. Uh, 30 oh, years yeah. from now, but that's my blood that, type is plastic. Yeah, Last time blood, I went to the doctor's yeah, office. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Like we, we still have, you know, five or six boxes of cereal at any given but time see, in our household. But that's see, and that's the thing that she's pointing out. Like we're, adults, are we going to embrace cereal again? Because we can't just count on the children to keep cereal alive. Are we going to, and she did point out in 2020 cereal that it, there was an uptick because a lot of adults were home and they're like, yeah, fuck it. I like cereal. Like I got yeah. a minute. I'll, I'll eat a bowl of cereal. But then that's that sort of trend is dying off again. Cereal is dessert. Like basically like that. That's mm. how I treat it. I don't I don't have a bowl of cereal and be like, and now I am on my way to a healthy day the way I once did. Like that's for sure. One one big thing that has improved my, uh, you know, cereal, like made me more likely to eat cereal now is like lactose free milk. I, I didn't realize I was lactose intolerant or, or mm. like, you know, I'm probably like 40% lactose intolerant, but does it like I, I felt like taking a nap every time I ate cereal. And then I started getting lactose free milk because our kids are lactose intolerant. And, um, now I can, I can eat cereal with abandon. Um, wow. Look at you. Yeah. See? But I don't because I'll be honest. Yeah, it's a I big a sloshy like soup in your belly, like right after you yeah. eat it. It doesn't it doesn't I, yeah. feel great. I haven't pulled a box of cereal off the shelf and put it into my cart since probably 2012. Wow. So you're the problem. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I I like I like I like savory um, look, I like savory breakfast. When I eat cereal, like when I was really eating it, I was like in college and I would be so high and it was the easiest way to get calories that didn't involve heating food. So mm -hmm. like yeah, I would eat a like a salad mixing bowls worth of like a half box of Rice Krispie Treat cereal right before class, not knowing how nutrition worked. But since then, uh, I guess that continued for five years after that. And then in 2012, <laughs> I finally got my shit together. Yeah, I see headlines like this. I'm always like, do we have to save it? Like <laughs> yeah, the reason that's the other thing. <laughs> the, the, the reason the reason we're moving on from it is because there's better things. Like right. for bre for breakfast this morning, I had a cereal adjacent item. I had a bowl of Siggy's yogurt with blueberry vanilla uh, granola mixed in it, which mm -hmm. is like basically just like, hey, it's cereal, but less sugar and more probiotics, and you'll actually feel full because of the yogurt. Right, but like, right, right. I didn't so know you're about also that. Part in the 90s. of the problem. So I was okay, slopping cereal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, one hundred percent part <laughs> of the cereal problem. Cereal traders yeah. out here. Absolutely. I mean, I, I never, guess 
I've never been pro cereal. I'm a hot breakfast or a quick breakfast. See, like, for me, I like savory. If you're gonna offer me breakfast, I don't eat. I don't even eat pancakes. Like I don't like give me salt. For, you know, thank you. Shout out to my blood pressure. Yeah, but, I, right. I, I I put cereal down for our kids. I put a small like mixture of like four cereals. One that's like somewhat sweet with like a bunch of other like more healthy cereals. I put that like down while I'm making the eggs. I, I never consider like, okay, you've had breakfast, but like that's, that's something that will keep them occupied because if they don't eat within like a half hour of waking up, it's, uh, it's bad. Th- also something, are bad something just hit me. There's a reason for this maybe because millennials are having less kids. Only one of us in this chat has children that I'm aware right. of and you're yeah. the one with the cereal. I'm right. the one you know with the cereal. I mean? You got that's the right. cereal juice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's um, like for tired parents. It really cereal is for tired parents. It's that's for exactly like, what it is. Here, you can't tell your teacher I didn't feed you now. So here's right. this: go to school. Please get out of my face. And but, I mean, if if we go way back, right? Because we talk about this. If we're talking Kellogg, you know, it was anti-fap material. Well, Don't that's also off. the reason that I serve it to my kids is because I can't keep them off themselves. You know, just constantly pounding <laughs> it unless Kellogg, I give them eat, <laughs> unless I give them corn whatever. Flakes. Yeah, cornflakes. That's what that was the original thing. That yeah, he he was like, you got to feed them not spicy, bland, shitty tasting cereal, uh, or else they'll just be masturbating all day. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe your whole culture is fucked up, and you need to look at something besides uh, whether the food you give them tastes too good. It's <laughs> like yeah, it's like where one guy it's like where one guy is accidentally revealing his secret. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. right, it's like right. y- y'all know how if you eat a, a tasty breakfast you just jack off all day like we all do that right we gotta stop this every time every time i have an avocado toast i just beat off 30 right. times and i'm like i can't have this who's yeah. with me <laughs> please some more shredded cardboard please yeah um, yeah 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 Anyway, yeah, there there is definitely some line goes up shit. Like the whole idea that cereal is like dying off is like it's down year over year. It's like, yeah, well, maybe like it's still going to be a thing. It just won't be like it won't have an entire aisle of the grocery store. It will have, you know, right. a, a little section where people who still enjoy cereal, like they'll still be able to make money off of it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Could you well, imagine yeah. though, as a society, we just full stop reject cereal like within the next 10 years or like, and then we never saw cereal in the United States yeah. again. I mean, no, the, I mean, the part corn of lobby is, is way too powerful for that who, shit to happen. So, Who's drinking milk? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's part of it, too. Like, those yeah, now two I'm things like, go hand in hand. I'm off that. I drink, like, I, I put oat milk in my coffee now. Yeah. Me too. I'm, but, you know, because yeah. more, you know, as we learn more, I'm like, damn, my eating habits will catch up to me eventually. And, like, when you look at, like, the rates of, like, things like colon cancer and stuff like that and how that relates to certain things, diets and stuff, I'm like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe at a certain point you got to take that part seriously. But not now because the world is too stressful, so I will eat a block of cheese every day. <laughs> yeah, dude. Let me tell you what's not dying. A block of cheese. Yeah. Hell yeah. Although... Aren't don't we still have like record cheese surpluses too in the kids in the country? So, oh wow, yeah, send it my way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they might let you into one of those caves where they keep all that fucking cheese. So, oh, you know. to the dome, yeah, dude. yeah, right to the dome, cheese to the dome. Uh, Kenny, such a pleasure having you as always. Where can people find you, follow you? I always have so much fun. Thank you for having me, man. Um, I have not looked at Twitter since uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. And so don't, <laughs> I don't. Good for you. I mean, I'm, I still have an account and I might, right. I'm probably going to deactivate it, but I'm just telling you. So Instagram is where I'm at now. 
That's where I'm popping. I want you to follow me on Instagram if you're gonna follow me. It's at Kenny DeForest. I post clips of my stand-up, but this yeah. is the thing. I don't post it daily. Everyone's like, you gotta post something daily. It doesn't even matter if it's good. And I, I respect my followers more than that. So I actually need your help. I need a little word of mouth on my Instagram. Tell your friends like, hey, he's a comic. He posts captioned videos, but he only posts them when they're good. And you'll kind of forget that you follow him for short stretches of time, and then something (laughs) will pop up in your feed, and you'll be like so grateful that he doesn't post it every day. And it'll be a nice treat, and you'll be like, oh, this guy I like. I'm so glad he posted one video this week because it's actually good, and it's not a half-baked premise because he's trying to trick the algorithm into giving him a career. Okay? (laughs) So follow me. I will not inundate you. And then tell your friends. Like, hey, this guy, he's not too much. You won't have to mute him. That's pretty cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Kenny, is there a tweet or something on social media anywhere that you've been enjoying? I have been on a huge rabbit hole of this YouTube series called Soft White Underbelly. And Mm. uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's incredible. And it's this photographer whose studio is on Skid Row. And the long and short of it is he always believed that a picture told the whole story. And he did this series of photographs of people across the United States and people had follow-up questions. And he was like, you know what? Maybe I should interview people. And because he's on Skid Row, he interviews a ton of unhoused folks. Um, He interviews prostitutes, he interviews pimps, he interviews drug addicts. It's people that are sort of on the fringes of society. And his whole thing is, I am non-judgmental. So these people really open up to him and he pays them for their time. So it's it's a nice thing. It's like, it doesn't feel exploitative. You know this unhoused person is getting paid, but they're giving you an insight into how you end up on Skid Row or how you end up a drug addict. And it's like, he, I heard him in an interview say he hopes that his show is like a crash course, crash course in empathy. And uh, I would say that he is succeeding, man. It's really fascinating. Some of them are hard to watch, but it's uh, really cool, I think, what he's doing. So I, I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, awesome. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Obviously, check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Boosties. We just got written up on NBA.com. Okay. Yeah, not be God. I mean, purely based off the strength of the show, you know, obsessed. not because it's an official collab and maybe there's some contractual stuff. I like to think of it as this had to happen. It was inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Check out 420 Day Fiance. And please, please, please check out the, the other uh, a new podcast I helped produce called Lords of Soccer, which is about corruption within FIFA. Uh, and it's a very it's like true crime and sports intersecting with all kinds of dark, murky figures and bags of cash being exchanged. So the World Cups are in weird places or at weird times. Um, now, let's see a tweet I like. First one uh, is from uh, at, at the NBA Central they, they posted a video of these kids, I think, waiting outside of, like, the Charlotte, like, practice facility, and they're waiting for, like, LaMelo, and MJ comes out, and I just want to play this, because there's a moment, because they're like, it's MJ, and they ask for a picture, and guess what he says? It's not LaMelo, but it's Michael Jordan! Michael Jordan! Can I get a picture? He said, hey, calm down. Huh? Michael Jordan! <laughs> he like, can we get a picture? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> he sees them i feel like before they see him and yeah he's like, by the God. time they see him he's already telling them to calm down yeah come on c- calm down <laughs> calm down calm Act down like you've seen somebody before is that what he's hey, saying can we get a- 
I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I'm pretty sure the first thing, it sounded like he said, calm down. He definitely and then says the next calm down. Thing, then he says a sentence that I couldn't make out. And then he, I was just channeling my, my like grumpy black grandfather who would have been said some shit, like act like you've seen somebody before <laughs> and just chill the fuck out over there. And <laughs> Can we get a picture? Nah. No, <laughs> no, Michael. no, thank you. Never hey, that man never stops winning. That man never, never. ever, ever stops winning. Every I'm, interaction that man is in, you are versus him, by the way. Yeah, just so yeah. you know. And if he says yes, he lost. Won that yeah, one. Yeah. 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 That's I think that's how he looks at it. If I say yes, I lose the Michael Jordan story. Uh yeah. and then also, one more fuck them kids, the Michael Jordan story. Yeah, fuck them uh, kids, Michael Jordan story. Uh and then uh at where was it? Uh Dr. John Paul tweeted Crystal Waters told us that lady was homeless and all we did was dance. For that, la da dee da da da, because she's homeless. She's homeless. Yeah, and it's true. We were just like, and she got no money. La da dee da da. We were just like, fuck it, we're good. Um. All right. Uh. At please be nice. G N E I S S tweeted. It is what it is. In my way through the collapse of civilization which I think could be the tagline of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, we have dropped a lot of it is what it is or it's what it's or it's what it is, uh, throughout, throughout the course of the show. Um, uh, Sheila McKaylee tweeted 2022, so much house music, so few homes. Um, and then, (laughs) uh, I liked it. There were a couple riffs on the, He's a 10, but, or she's a 10, but, uh, shenanigans tweeted, he's a 10, but no, no man is a 10. This is propaganda. Please educate yourself. Um, <laughs> Brooks tweeted, he's a, t- he's a seven, but he ain't nine. Um, okay. There's a little riff on a mm-hmm. classic joke. Uh, and then Adrian Ianicelli, Ianicello, uh, tweeted, she's a 10, but is the premise of most Seinfeld episodes, which is also true. <laughs> wow. Holy um, shit. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. And today we got a banger that Miles was playing before uh, we started recording. Oh, Um, man. So, you know, I shout out uh, Zeit Gang in South Africa. I know on June 16th, you were uh, celebrating a national holiday, June 16th, 1976, uprising, uh, you know, and I, I've, South Africa has been swirling in my mind. And I was on TikTok and I caught a video and I said, what the fuck is this track? And I got put on to this whole uh, like house subgenre called Ama Piano, A-M-A-P-I-A-N-O. And it's from South Africa and it's fucking dope. It's like it. it every song i've heard done in this style like it really resonates with me and it's a perfect like summer music so this is an artist i found called rusco r-s-c-o and the song is called piano ting t-i-n-g and it is a remix of amory's uh one thing anyway but done this on a piano style and it's fucking dope so this is Rusco Piano Ting. Put it in your ears and just enjoy. Enjoy the ride. That might be the song that is I most consistently enjoy anytime it is remixed. I, I fucking love that song. Uh, yeah. Just it hits every time. Shout out to fellow Blasian, Amory. There you go. 
Um, all right. Well, I highly recommend you check out the footnotes and footnote. uh, listen to that song. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Yeah, We're yes. back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Turbocharger customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.